Changing Sky, Amanda Neal's novel telling the story of a young girl's journey through growing up, coping with her demanding father, through music, love and heartbreak. Rachel Summers reads the serialisation of the book for Brooklyn's Radio. Chapter 6, Part 2 The decision I had made to read the letters with Jimmy was the right one. In all aspects, he was the one I could confide in without feeling ashamed or embarrassed. After dinner, we helped Gertie clear away and then went up to my bedroom. Sitting on the bed, I reached under the mattress to pick out the letters. As I was about to put them on top of the bedspread, Jimmy grabbed my hand to stop me. Are you really sure about this? Just remember how you're going to feel when you open the letters. It's not going to be easy. He kept hold of my hand, tugging at my fingers gently. I thought you wanted me to open them. I do, but you need to prepare yourself. There may be things in there that will upset you. I'm ready, I said. Taking out the top letter, I tore open the seal, then braced myself, taking a deep breath. I read loud enough for Jimmy to hear me. Dear Sky, it was so hard for me to say goodbye to you, so I thought writing would be easier for us. You know I am going away for a while, but I want you to know that you can call me or write me any time. You must make sure that you do not let Dad know that you're writing to me. I will leave the address at the end of this letter, but be sure to post the letters in secret or pass them to Mum and she will do it. I want you to know that I will miss you so much when I go, and I will try and write to you every couple of weeks to let you know how I am. Please don't feel lonely. Spend time with some friends and try to make new ones at school. You know you don't find this easy, but it will help. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one that can reach you. Now, now that I'm going, I need you to remember the following so that your life at home is easier. Don't stay too long in bed in the mornings. Don't leave the lid off the toothpaste. Don't eat too much. Don't eat too little or pick at your food. Don't eat chocolate and sweets. Wash morning and night. Don't watch TV. Don't play outside. Do your homework every day. Don't walk home with friends. Don't meet any boys after school. Don't play with the neighbour kids. Don't use the telephone unless it is to ring me, and if so, make sure Dad can't hear. Try to make sure you stick to these rules, to make sure that you have a quiet life. Dad has the tendency to watch you when you least expect it. He might also ask others to keep an eye on you, so be careful. Don't do anything out of the ordinary to make him angry. You know how he gets when he's angry. Avoid causing any friction between the two of you. I'm so sorry I have to leave you, but I hope you understand that I have to go. Please believe that if I could take you with me, I would. Perhaps one day, if I get to be a famous designer, I'll be able to earn enough to buy you, me and mum houses next to each other so that we can see each other every day. Wouldn't that be lovely? Once I settle in, I'll write again to you and let you know what my new college is like. I'm so excited, but at the same time scared of all the changes it will mean. Say hi to Mum for me. Love always, Summer. I finished reading, folding the letter and placing it back in the envelope. I felt like I'd been dragged by my hair back down the steps at home. Every one of Summer's listed rules was a thump on my knees again. The pain just magically appeared as a reminder of that awful time. The red raw feeling would never be forgotten. 
Did someone know what was ahead of me when she wrote her letter? Had he done it to her too? Was that why she had to leave? And if it was, then why did she never tell me? The letter was ultimately a list of don'ts, but not much more than that. I felt greatly disappointed that there was no real clue as to where Mum was, and decided not to read another. I lay back on my bed and stared up at the ceiling with a big sigh. Jimmy took the letter from me and put it back underneath the mattress. He sensed I was upset, and so lay next to me, placing his arms around my waist. I just couldn't look at him. While one half of me was pleased I'd found the letters, the other half just wanted to bin the whole lot. Why was everything so difficult all the time? Jimmy watched me fall asleep, and soon gently unlocked his arms to creep out of the room. I knew when he had left the room. I could feel it when he wasn't with me any more, and so I drifted off into an anxious sleep. The sleep led me quickly into a dark tunnel, down a long branch and into a forest whose rose bushes were entwined around tall oak trees. There, between the thorns and leaves, I could see a vision of my mother, dressed in a long, pretty white gown, her long brown locks floating over her back. She was so beautiful. But in the forest, she looked lost and distressed, like a bleeding fox trying to find her den. She was clutching what looked like a pile of letters in her hand and once she had realised I was staring at her, she turned away, darting into the bushes. I started to run after her, but she was faster, running further and further away from me. I followed her as fast as I could through to the end of the forest until we came to a bridge that ran over a stream. My mother ran over the bridge, and so I carried on running to see where she was escaping to. There was a cream cottage, tucked away at the other side of the bridge, guarded by a white picket fence with pink blossom on every post. She ran speedily into the house, but turned to look at me before she shut the front door, and waved back, smiling. Rather than drawing closer as I ran towards it, the house seemed to get further away, steadily receding with the fence and the pink blossom into the distance, until it was no more than a prick of light in a velvet blackness of nothing. As the house disappeared, I felt as though I was flying away, up and up, until suddenly my eyes snapped open, and I found myself back in my bedroom which was now in shadow, with the only light coming from my bedside lamp. Encouraged by the memory of the letters in my mother's hand in my dream, I reached for the next of Summer's envelopes. Hello, darling Sky. My first few weeks have been great. I've met Jess, who's a blast. You'd really love her, honey. She's not bothered about the latest fads, but she's her own person tells wacky jokes all the time that can make you laugh until Christmas. We share most of the same lectures, and once our day is finished, we go to the union bar on the other side of the campus for a drink. Jess and I share a room behind the fashion library. We opted for this space, as I just felt more secure being hidden away. Don't ask me why, honey, but I guess you'll work it out. I hope you're keeping well, and above all, keeping away from Dad. Spend more time with Mum when you get in from school and help her around the house, as I know she gets upset with Dad quite a lot. There's only so much of his rants that she can bear. I'm sorry if you have to put up with their squabbles. Stay well away when this happens, preferably in your room, and lock the door. Make sure you do all your homework, as Dad will check when he gets back from school. I know he loathes marking after he's been at school all day, but he won't hesitate to pounce on you if he finds out you've gone against his rules. Learn your spellings and tables every day. He will make you get on your knees, hold heavy books in both hands while they're stretched out, then recite these. 
He will then take books away gradually, one after another, once you get these correct. But if they are wrong, he adds more books. This is his way of making you suffer, whilst believing he's making you learn the best way possible. Don't give him the satisfaction, Sky. Just learn everything. I've suffered in ways you will never know, nor do I wish you to experience. Just be good is all I can say. I will leave you now. I'm feeling very tired. Kiss mum for me. Love always, Summer. It came back to me once I'd finished reading the letter how Dad had tortured Jimmy openly in class with the books. Was this one of his usual tactics? Humiliation? I cringed at the thought, knowing how he had cruelly humiliated both Summer and Jimmy, also that he could get his own way. What had happened to him to make him so horrid? Were other dads cruel like this? I took out the next letter, dreading it. Dear Sky, I've met this amazing guy, Harvey, who's president of the Student Law Society at the main university. They were holding a freshers' fair, so I went along with Jess because some of the others were going. Harvey's on one of the stalls handing out flyers. Oh, wow, Sky, he's a dreamboat. Not a show-off with it either, and he's so smart. We just got talking, and some of us are going off to a party now in a couple of days at his mate's house. I can't wait to go and see him. I wonder if he'll really like me. How's everything at home? Is Mum okay? I miss her a lot, you know. I know you're only little, but try and notice when Mum is sad. She cries a lot, but she thinks I don't know. It's mostly when we've gone to bed and she is alone in the kitchen, or when she goes up to bed before Dad follows. I've heard her crying for hours sometimes. Cuddle her when you can, so that she knows you're thinking of her. Don't tell Dad anything about Harvey. The last time he caught me with a lad, he dragged me into the house by my hair and beat me with the back of his shoe. I had to lie and say that I was seeing a Shakespeare play at the local theatre house, because I knew he'd never let me go. Austin was older, ten years in fact, but he was kind and never pushed me into anything. Dad was horrified when he saw me pull up at the top of our road in a big Mercedes. Austin's family had money. I didn't care. He just made me feel special. Dad suspected I wasn't telling the truth, so he rang all my friends' parents to find out where I was. When he found out, he beat me so much I was so sore on my back and bottom for weeks. Mum made me sit on an ice bath to help the pain because I couldn't lay down or sit properly. Dad insisted I got myself checked out by the local doctor in case I was pregnant, so I had to go off the next day with Mum to see Dr Gillian. The whole episode was far from pretty, honey. I'd never want you to go through any of this, so do yourself a favour and don't get involved with anyone just yet. When you do, just keep it away from Dad. Keep as hush about it as you can and don't bring any lads home. Ever. I'll let you know how it goes with Harvey. I'm so excited about seeing him again that I can't really sleep. I'll write again soon. Your loving sister, Summer. It all made sense now how I had been lured into a cupboard and then locked away for ages, why he had kept me away from the world and punished me, why Semenov wanted to come back home after getting her freedom. Dad wanted to make me suffer, just like he'd made Summer suffer all those times before. But did he not realise that this was wrong? That all he did was make us resent him? Surely this wasn't a normal forum of parenting. Where had it come from? Rachel Summers was reading from Amanda Neal's new novel, Changing Sky. Further editions on Fridays on Brooklyn's Radio at 7.15.